This is the Above Average Podcast and you are listening because you want an above average life. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Above Average Podcast, the podcast where we talk to above average people about their above average lives. Now today, uh, with some of the guests on my podcast, I like to get people who uh, I can relate to on something that we both know about and some people who are, you know, I'm completely in the dark about. And uh, that is my guest today. Uh, my guest today has what you would describe as a bulletproof mindset. He also runs everywhere, every race imaginable, dives in the open sea and never wears a t-shirt on Instagram. So Craig Brody, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. How Thank are you doing? Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. <laughs> it's nice to see you with a t-shirt on. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> so before we get into um, when we spoke on the phone, you mentioned something called a bulletproof mindset, yeah. which I'm really intrigued to, to talk about. So uh, before we get into that, take me back to uh, a little before all this. Um, you were quite the party animal yes would you say so tell me about that time so. in life what was a typical night out like for yeah you? so like early 20s it was all revolving around looking forward to the friday evening getting yeah. out with your friends and basically partying all weekend um obviously at the time so much fun but then as you get a little bit older you realize that in fact you're actually doing a lot more damage to yourself than what you realize mm-hmm. um and you only can really understand that once you take a step back from the situation as well yeah, yeah. Was it like too much alcohol, too much? Did you touch any drugs or anything like uh, that? Or yeah, was it was just... pretty heavy in that respect. So obviously, um, you know, when you're younger, you're impressionable and you follow the guide of others as well. And I think now it's more so like be the wolf and be the one that pushes harder mm-hmm. uh, to basically lead your own path and do what you think's right in, in the situation as well. Nice. Did you have like a typical group that you went out with and parties? Yeah, with? yeah, good friends. And it was just like, let's say, like any event that you could find going away to the likes of Amsterdam, Ibiza, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And um, yeah, it was, like I say, it was a fantastic experience. But now it's also for mindset, um, health. As you get older, you've got to look after yourself. Yeah. I think that's absolute primary goal. What age were you when you realised that you kind of had a give your health a bit more of a I boost. think um, I hit like 30 and then from mm. that point onwards I thought right now's the time to really start focusing on um, myself look at ways that I can push boundaries uh, in fitness more than anything because I wasn't in fantastic shape yeah um, I just started running in 2018 as well so I haven't really been doing it that long going to the gym pottering about not really getting anything from it I had no direction I was mm. literally just winging it essentially yeah well I think that's what a lot of people do I think especially like I haven't reached 30 I'm 27 now I know yeah. I look a lot older than uh, people are like are you 27 what the fuck but uh, <laughs> yes yes I am 27 and uh, I look about 35 but uh, yeah I've heard that when you reach 30 yoga definitely becomes a thing that you need to do because yeah. your joints are all stiff but it seems to be a turning point for a lot of people where they sort of realize that I'm not as young as I once was, and my goals and everything sort of changed. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what was sort of the main thing that really changed for you in terms of the mindset? Like, before we go into the bulletproof stuff. Of course. Like, but what was the main thing that you sort of realized? Did it, was it like a gradual thing, or was it like a overnight? It was, um, so I was doing, uh, moving to CrossFit, um, mm. just before I started doing the running, there was a guy there, like a really close friend, that had constantly uh, been running, doing the Great North Run, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I just... I took it as an opportunity to try something new. So that was the first time that I'd done it. It was the most difficult run that I've ever done. Hadn't mm-hmm. trained for it really and just went out there. Heart rate was like 195, out of shape. Um, but the burning desire to improve on that, mm. it literally was like a flick of a switch. Nice. So I was almost thinking, right, now that I've managed to physically do the Great North Run, do the 13.1 miles, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. So we got involved with like Tough Mudders to try that yeah um various different activities along the way and then eventually started getting into running on a more regular basis as yeah. well the tough mother thing looks really 
fun but like really yeah. difficult it like. is it is and obviously when you haven't got that fitness underneath you it can be quite hard because yeah. you're literally you're climbing over walls you're going through freezing cold water you're getting electric shocks and you're out there hang for on, like hang on. electric shocks yeah what? yeah absolutely what so you've got to run through a load of wires and if you don't run quickly enough or if the charge hits you get an electric shock from it as well Shit. so it's pretty intense are we talking like someone's rubbed their feet on just carpet a little and touched zap. you? Or? Yeah, it's All a zap, right, cool. but you'll still feel it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, no. But yeah, so it was just trying to like push the boundaries in that respect, and I yeah. started uh, realizing that when you do that sort of stuff, you get the the dopamine hit, the rush of endorphins mm-hmm. through your body, and you can actually get um, rather than a superficial high, you can get a natural high from just everyday yeah. activities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really thought, right, this is the kind of route plan that I want to take. Mm. Cool. Well, it, with with the club aspect now, the club and the party inside, like what yeah. what what sort of when you look back now, what's your sort of opinion on the whole scene now? Um, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I've got some close friends that are actually touring the world now that are really enjoying it. So they're making um, their lives from the music industry, and it's fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, and personally, I still think that you've got to experience it. That that yeah. is my honest approach to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I had negative effects from it mental health um, panic attacks all that sort of stuff came through um, but I was damaging my own body from doing that and mm-hmm. I just realised that I didn't want to go through that anymore but I, like I say I'd had so many fantastic experiences met some really great people um, but life needs to evolve you need yeah. to change your route and you need to find new activities that give you a buzz in life and for me that went from the transition with that and I love music mm-hmm. I listen to music everywhere if I go for a run it, it's on and oh, it's yeah. got to be that sort of rolling beat to give you that buzz that gets you going mm-hmm. but it's the natural high that you get from those activities now that are my yeah. main focus like and drive nice, definitely nice. well I've seen I've seen runners of you like because I live uh, quite close like a big like sort of woodland i guess you were saying there's yeah. always people running and pegging it through that and i'm just like i see some of them without headphones i'm like what drives you I know, <laughs> like what crazy insane. thing goes on in your head to be able to oh, make you run without headphones unbelievable <laughs> and like you, you, you hear your fit pounding you hear your own breath but when you've got your oh. music and you can just get into that zone with it as well yeah and it'll be a selection of like melodic stuff um some harder stuff that i used to listen to but you just find that particular beat that just mm-hmm. makes you feel good and then it's just one foot in front of the other and then you're out. It's uh, For me personally, when I'm running, I would be in what I would call paradise. It's like my release from life. It's absolutely fantastic. I love it. Yeah, nice. I also noticed that you have a lot of tattoos. For anyone watching, uh, Craig has a lot of tattoos. Um, I went through uh, Facebook to try and find it. That's where I noticed there was a load of uh, club photos. Yeah. It's like every photo is just you in a club. I was uh, like... Club, 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 trying to find some cool. Yeah. I also noticed there was a picture of a Gears of War tattoo. Is that yours? Yeah, uh, yeah, so that's on the back of my leg, but nice. I've transitioned that. So I'm really into like space and universe and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So I actually transitioned that into like a planet. And I've got the, wow. so the first man on the moon, I've got a tattoo on the back of my leg. And that planet's the representation of the Gears of War tag now. So I, oh, I, nice. I changed it because it's like I've evolved into the next stage of life. That's quite cool. Yeah, uh, like, because like, normally you see people with tattoos and you're like, oh, when did you get this one? Oh, I got it when I was younger. And I, yeah. it, you know, it's not me anymore. But you've like, have you done that to any other tattoos? Uh, no, that, that was the only one. And everything else that I've got on my body, so my chest's covered, my legs, my arms, yeah. they're all, they've all got a little meaning to them as well. Nice. Um, whether that be like a, a path that I've been taking or a, a change in life. So I've got obviously that one there, the mm-hmm. uh, butterfly. That's obviously like new beginnings, fresh starts, and like that's a representation for like the new path that I want to be taking yeah. as well. So that's good that it's on your hand and not as a tramp stamp on your back. Well, right? this is it. But <laughs> I mean, I did also check to make sure with the guys that I work with that it would be suitable as well. So I'm always mindful of that. But this day and age, it's, it is what it is. It's, mm. you've got to think the, the person's not 
um, represented from what they look like or how they um, how they see how they're seen. Yeah, uh, this is just like I am me. I can do the job, and if I've got some tattoos on us, I think you know these days it's it's acceptable. I think yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because some places still don't allow people with tattoos. Like yeah. obviously, I'm a blank slate. I'm a blank baby. I don't have tattoos. Um, mostly because I'm skint and can't afford them. But mm. I'm also quite indecisive of what I'd actually want to have on once it, you so. get one though you'd be off yeah that's it's, what i've heard yeah. that's, but it's like i don't know what i'm gonna do for that one those people are like oh like you'd really suit a sleeve or you'd yeah. really suit like a head tattoo because you're bald i'm like yeah. jesus christ i can't imagine getting my my cranium tattooed like, honestly well I, as it happens i'm actually my next one's planned on the back of my head nice so what you get like mandala so i'm really oh. into the sort of geometric patterns i find mm. them really fascinating so that's going to lead on to me back and then just get a full piece on there i haven't quite decided what that's going to be nice. are you gonna look like travis barger from uh, not, just head to toe, not, just... no nothing on the face obviously the neck's probably the limit there um mm. hands are got a little bit but then yeah so we'll just we'll, this we'll... took a tangent on tattoos i didn't have it planned in tattoos but i'm curious like what was the most painful one that you got uh i would say probably like inside of your arms quite bad i mean that wasn't too bad i actually had mm. that one numbed up i just on your neck yeah. you know when you get a bit older you think why am i going through this pain <laughs> so i yeah, spoke yeah. to tattooists so was like no let's just numb them up and it's actually a lot more yeah. enjoyable because you can sort of like meditate through it and relax nice to be fair, I've I've been through I've been seeing a few people's tattoos and I'm just like it doesn't look pleasant at all. Aye. Like I think, I th- I th- I, see I'm quite a nerdy bloke. That's yeah. why I asked about gears because I'm a massive gamer. And I was, as soon as I saw like gears war tattoo, I was mm. like, oh my god, we're gonna have a conversation about games or something like that. Are yeah. you so much of a gamer? Unfortunately, not no. So oh. I just don't find the time for it. To be honest yeah. with you, I did have the love for it. I used to play on Halo loads Halo's and gears of war. Yeah. We on it for hours at a time, but I went on it not long ago. And like all the youngs are on it now, they're so good. <laughs> and I just couldn't get going with it. And I thought that's going back in the box. It's just Mate, I nah. feel you. Mate, I feel you. I went on, me, and my, me and my best friend. Uh, we we played Halo since we were like seven. Or oh, something unreal, like that. Since man. The first one came in two thousand one. And uh, honestly, we go online now and we get absolutely creamed. Nah. I'm just like fuck bro like, I can't, I can't unless you're that. on it all day every day and as a kid you've got yeah. the opportunity like summer holidays and stuff like that and you get such a buzz from it we used to have headsets on there was five of us in the street yeah. playing together on the big <laughs> team games but then yeah you come out of it and it's like there's no way back in yeah, yeah. Like, nah. well we went on um, we went on uh, team doubles on uh the the master chief collection like, uh, and it was like it took us back to like old halo one days and yeah. i was like oh cool like very basic mechanics right it was me and my mate and then these other two guys and as soon as the match started one of their team dropped out so we were like oh easy win yeah right this dude was such a pro he absolutely wiped the floor with it we didn't even touch him really it's just 1v2 and he just creamed it and i was like we're old now nah. <laughs> i was like there's no way we're it's just time to park it because when you're playing <laughs> yeah. on it and you're, you're good you get again you get that rush from it as well yeah. i think now i was like nah i'd rather read a book to be honest <laughs> with you the more satisfying and show me age no nah, man uh, to be fair i'm pretty into books at the minute. i've got a massive shelf of books that i want to read yeah. um at the minute i'm reading like a fantasy series because i made it my goal to because I, I got obsessed with self-help books yeah and then i was like i need a break from that because i was getting really serious yeah uh, everything was like self-help related everything was like well this needs to be this way and this needs to be this way and i was like i need to read something that just makes no fucking sense yeah like, there's just magic involved there's wizards and whatever else and pirate mm. ships and shit i was like i need to read something it just gets your head out of the normal day-to-day life as well yeah really exactly does. it was i didn't want to do use it as an escape that wasn't what yeah. i had planned i just wanted to get my head in a different space yeah really, definitely you know, change my state a little bit but uh yeah, in terms of when you uh, change jobs, you took what you call a calculated risk. Yeah, and I, I like that phrase that you took a calculated yeah. risk. So, in your mind, what is a calculated risk? Uh, it's trying to judge whether uh, the next move forward is going to pay off, uh, whether that be monetary value, whether that be from your own mental health benefit, mm-hmm. whether I'm going to put myself at risk and affect others around us for that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I calculate things before I do them. I'm very cautious. Yeah. But once I've experienced it and I know that I can do it, then it's full throttle and it's mm. 100%. Um, but obviously, I worked for this company for 15 years um, from a young apprentice working through the ranks. I've done everything you can imagine in terms of factory floor working, yeah. into the office, done all that side of things as well. Um, but then I was kind of like hitting my head off the roof and I couldn't make any further progress. Mm. Um, but it was like my mental health was suffering for that as well. I was overly stressed with situations, things weren't working, it felt um, quite toxic in some respects. Mm. And the company that I work for now, we had several conversations about what I was going to do to make sure that it was going to work for us. Because mm-hmm. it was a gamble from both ends of the scale. Yeah. I'm going from a manufacturing environment and I now work for a property developer. And I didn't know anything about new builds, renovations or anything like that. Yeah, you went totally blind. Yeah, completely blind. But I could harness all the skills that I'd learned, um, like planning, um, management of men uh, throughout that process um, going through uh, purchasing so on and so forth so I could use those skills into mm-hmm. a new role you've just got to adapt your environment and eventually I just thought right you, you've only got one life and you've really got to try and take some risks yeah. and at this point I would just thought right let's just do it what's the worst that could happen and when you can get yourself out of that mindset the, the, the fear is huge it's mm-hmm. so big like I was nearly in tears handing me noticing because I was wow. that worried um, that I might be making the wrong decision mm-hmm. but I can hands down say now that's the best decision that i've ever made mm. um we're based in northumberland at the minute i'm up in scotland on a regular basis so i get to see different environments work with different people uh, and i'm learning every single day and that for yeah. me is more valuable than anything else yeah well it's like most people don't change how long were you with the first job for 15 you, years 15 years yeah. that's a fucking long, a time. long time that's yeah. like i've never worked in a job more than seven years yeah you know i mean so for most people to make that change to make that shift is a very scary thing like yeah. you said and I think until the pain of change becomes less than the pain of staying the same, if I didn't butcher that quote, yeah. then that's when you'll make that decision to move. Absolutely. Was that exactly the case for you? Yeah, and I just thought, like, if I don't do this now, it's like the what-if scenario. What mm-hmm. if what if I'm stuck here um, doing the same thing in five, ten years' time? What am I going to do for my own self? Like, can I continue to develop? Yeah. Like, I'm 34 now, and I was thinking at the time, I was probably, what, 32-ish. If I don't make this jump, I might not have the drive to do it. Yeah. And I thought, like, if somebody is going to give me an opportunity like this, which was absolutely um, fantastic based on the experiences that I'd already learned, got to go for it, yeah. got to do it. Yeah. And it was a lot of hard work. It is hard now. It's very hard. Some days are so challenging. But you harness the skills from others around you to help you develop. Yeah. So you could come away feeling really stressed out, overwhelmed, tired, all that sort of stuff. But then your next day after you've had recovery... You start soaking that information in, yeah. so then it becomes like a habit, so you know what you're doing on a regular basis, and then you go to the next challenge to see what else you can learn from it. Yeah. Would you I say mean, you're competent now? Competent, not confident. Would you uh, say you're competent at it? Competent, uh, I think, yeah, I am competent <clears throat> in what I do. Um, I've managed to turn a lot of things around within the job that I'm doing, um, bring on new team members. Um, I actually took on a close friend to work up in Scotland, mm-hmm. which has probably paid off beyond what I could have ever imagined, to be honest with you, for both yeah. parties. Um, and I think developing a close team, like we focus on making sure that everyone that we work with, are that's that's that same sort of vibe. It's yeah. not just pull anybody off the street. It needs to be a good working environment for everybody as well. So it's the right personality, the right energy, uh, and that'll help our company develop so far beyond just picking people off the streets or from an agency. It's, yeah. it's really critical. In that I respect. think one of the things about picking people for businesses that I was I was heard and I was like I've never had to hire anyone. Yeah. Uh, well, to be f- saying that, I used to do. Um, when I first started making videos, I got people involved with the videos based on 
not whether or not they necessarily knew the most, yeah. but they had that passion, that enthusiasm to learn and to do it. Because it was yeah. the energy and the enthusiasm that I wanted more than like... Because, you know, people can... T- like, I've been to t- speeches and stuff like that. Have you been to many motivational speeches in your time? No, I haven't actually. No, so you, you go to some, right? Yeah. And some of them are so full of energy and you're like... I love this guy, I love yeah. this woman, whatever. Yeah. And then there's other ones who are like college professors who are sat in front of a laptop and they're like, so this is my PowerPoint presentation. And you're like, oh my God, like yeah. this is not, this is not what I want from you. I want your passion and enthusiasm and Definitely. I want you to actually teach me, but in a way that I don't know I'm being taught to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think when you're hiring people, it's got to be from that, like you said, the personality, the passion, the enthusiasm. Of course it does. Of it. I mean, like, I never went to university or anything like that. And no, I know that a lot of people that went down that route trying to get jobs these days is very difficult. Mm-hmm. My thought process is if I apply everything that I've got inside myself to anything, I can achieve it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've done, with the other company, I've done a diploma in procurement and display, and that was basically learning away from work, night times, weekends, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Got through it, got a diploma, uh, and then I thought, right, well, I can just keep pushing on. So if I apply myself and literally put everything into it, as painful as it could be, and get somewhere with it. Yeah. But my drive, personally, my drive's not for the money side of things. It's for the personal development because then if I've got a better quality of life for myself and people around us, that is so much more valuable than the pay packet at the end of each month. It yeah. really is. And I'd, I'll st- stick by that forever, to be perfectly honest with yeah. you. Well, you hear about rich people being fucking miserable and you're like, money doesn't... Money, I genuinely think money can buy happiness, right? I'm not going to dispute this. Yeah. I think money can. Yeah. It's like, if you've got problems, there's not many problems that money can't fix. Yeah. But... It's how much are you working for that money and what are you doing to make that money that makes the difference. Yeah, of like, course. Like, you can be rich. If, you, if you're just, you know, sailing around Barbados or whatever and your little yacht and you're happy as Larry, that's great, right? Yeah. But for most people who are probably rich, they've had to work, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks or whatever. They don't see their kids. They don't, probably don't even have kids because they're yeah. just like, you know, they've got no time. They don't even have a wife or anything. You know what I mean? It's a very yeah. lonely existence. Absolutely, so. of course it is. And like, it's not all about that bank balance. And yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you. It's nice, like buy a nice car, buy a nice house, all that sort of stuff, but they're objects. And mm-hmm. I've learned to take the experience rather than the object from that and spending time with people that I love. Yeah. And you get so much more value from it. Yeah. That's why I get myself out and go hiking, go r- running in the great outdoors, all that sort of stuff, because yeah. you just realize that, in fact, you know what, you don't need to be working all the hours of the day mm-hmm. to have a good life. And I, I genuinely think that that's the, the best route. For me personally, I know it's not for everybody, Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to be driven by money to the point where I forget what's important yeah. in that respect. Yeah, well, it's funny. I was saying to, um, I had a few episodes ago now, by the time this one's come out, uh, I was saying that um, I saw a video by Ben Shapiro, who, whether you love him or hate him, has some wisdom in what he says, uh, even though his voice is really annoying. Yeah. And uh, he said uh, in an interview, saying, if you look at anyone's tombstone, What's written on it is never about what they got, what they achieved. It was always what they meant to other people. Yeah, and I was like, that's that's really interesting. That because like nah. when you know when Adam Proud comes up on a tombstone or Craig Brody comes up on a tombstone, it's like, what is it going to say? Is it going to say that you know they were a beloved husband, father, whatever? Like, yeah. are they you know are they did they look after their family? Were they kind? Were they considerate? Were they hard work? Do you know, it's like what effort did they put into the people around yeah. them? Not like oh well, Craig, he allows Craig Brody. He died on his yacht. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't say that. Exactly. Doesn't say <laughs> no, exactly. And you yeah. see, that, yeah, like the memories that you can take from the experiences um, are just so much more valuable than, yeah. than that side of things. But people get sucked into it and they just keep pushing and pushing. I, I don't get us wrong. I think it's fantastic you get into like that business environment. Mm-hmm. Like the company I'm working for, we've got huge plans. And I think like with the application that we all take evenly throughout the process, yeah. we'll get what we want out of it without having to burn ourselves out, break our own backs, all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's the balance. 
Like I'm happy to like when I'm at work, I'm applying. I'll work weekends. I'll work a little bit later. But what you've got to remember is that you also need that downtime with your family, yeah. and not forget the important side of things in that respect as well. Because if you're out of balance, it can be very difficult to take a focus on other things. Mm-hmm. It then starts negatively affecting your own mindset as well. And mm-hmm. that was one thing I found with the other players. Like I was so sucked into the process that I would come home, and that's all I would talk about subconsciously, yeah. waking up in the middle of the night, worrying about stuff, try to plan things in. It, it's not a way of life that you, you really want to be going down because that stress can cause illnesses and all that sort of stuff oh, further yeah. down the line as well. Yeah. So I'm just very mindful of that and the reason why I do so much of the uh, activities as well outside of it. Yeah, it's funny when you say balance, right? Because a lot of people think balance means 50-50. Yeah. Right, but it's not. It can't be 50-50. No, absolutely not. And that balance will always change. Of course it will. Right, it's like you can't have if you're ba- if you try and make your balance between work and home life, or work and personal life. Let's just say 50-50. It's not going to work. Yeah. Right, because sometimes one will take precedent over the other. You'll have to do you know maybe it's even seventy thirty, maybe it's even eighty twenty. But yeah. that's still a balance. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on your life circumstance and what kind of, of lifestyle you does. want to live. Like I'm very much a believer in a lot of people's problem when it comes to their mental health and their misery, I would yeah. say, uh, comes to the fact that they haven't created a lifestyle that they are happy with. Yeah. They've just fell into a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They haven't created one. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what your sort of story so far gives me is yeah. that you wanted to start creating a lifestyle rather than just living that same lifestyle for 15 years. Yeah, definitely. And I think like to be able to... So, for example, like I, I started a, um, a training plan, I think it was April of last year, so there's a guy called Lewis Blythe who he's like a personal trainer down where I live. Right. I went and seen him. Um, I, obviously, we're loving the running, but wasn't in great shape. And I, I had real bad body confidence as well. So mm. obviously, as a young kid, I was quite chubby, quite fat, and got a lot of grief for it. So like that impacts on you anyway. Mm-hmm. So we started a training plan together to strip a load of weight off to basically try and improve me, not just physically, but also mentally. So we've been yeah. working for like 14 months now. And like, I was with him this morning. We're going to, like I was saying it before, going through like these posing routines, mm-hmm. something that's way beyond my comfort zone. But you, you kind of allocate that time on the evening or the morning. And this is the balance side of things. Mm-hmm. You might have a longer day at work, but just look at it this way. You've got 45 minutes on an evening to go and do a gym session. Yeah. And you just need to keep it consistent. Um, not motivation, because I think like you can't rely on that to, nope. to run through everything. No. But it's when you see that consistent approach to something. You don't have to be superhuman. You just have to keep working at it. And we've done that for 40 months. I mean, I was 92 kilos when I went and seen him. I'm mm. sitting at 75 at the minute. Nice. And I feel so much better. Body's functioning better. Um, outlook on life's improved dramatically. But then re- that reflects on others as well. Yeah. So if you feel good within yourself, and it's not an ego thing at all because it's really not. Like I'll promote the kind of stuff on my Instagram in that respect, like you were saying before about tops off and all that sort of stuff. But it's something I've never been able to do. And it's that confidence factor to do it. So he's managed to basically get me to a point where I feel so much better within myself. I'll go for a run. I'll have me top off. It's sunny and it doesn't bother us. And the first time I'd done it, I was fearing everyone was going to look at us, but Mm -hmm. no one batted an eyelid. And I think that in itself is breaking that comfort zone, break out of that. Then you realize, you know, if I can do that, what's the next thing I can do? And that's how my brain's constantly working looking for that next challenge yeah no i agree and i think when it comes to like you said the the sort of confidence that you can get um in your old job you 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 mentioned that you suffered with panic attacks yeah right so for anyone listening who doesn't know 
or doesn't understand what a panic attack yeah. is. Can you just describe what a typical panic attack would be? Yeah, like? so the very first one that I ever had, it was basically I was sitting there and I, I actually felt all right. And then suddenly I got like a, it was almost like a wave of energy through my body. Mm-hmm. And my heart rate went through the roof. I was hot and sweaty, clammy, and I couldn't catch my breath at all. Mm. Didn't have a clue. Thought I was having a heart attack, to be honest with you. Yeah. I had to leave the room and it probably lasted for about 10, 15 minutes. But then when I came back out of it, still not knowing that that was what the situation was, mm-hmm. I was just so drained. Like yeah. really, really drained. But then because that had happened, like one little heart palpitation after that would then trigger it again. Mm. So I went through trying to take things to help it and not realizing that it was the mix of everything that I was doing that was like putting that much pressure on my body. Mm. That it was like a fight or flight scenario. And it was yeah. like literally flight, get out, basically get out of there. And that really affects you mentally as well because you think you're obviously not looking after yourself. Um, am I doing something wrong? And yeah. you go on a spiral of all this negative thought process. Mm. Um, and you start worrying about yourself and it can really enclose you as well. So you mm. don't want to take part in stuff and you're just constantly worrying about the next time that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's such an intense experience. Um, fortunately enough, having worked throughout the years, um, looking after myself, getting away from that party scene like we were talking about before, yeah. um, it, it hasn't happened. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware of the triggers that could cause one as well. So I'm yeah. just mindful of it, really, when I'm when I'm doing stuff that's maybe pushing it a little bit too hard. Yeah, it's funny I mentioned the party scene because I used to get a lot of anxiety when I... Because I used to love going out. I was out three, four nights a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Not always getting drunk, but just being in that scene. Yeah. And the overwhelm is massive. Yeah. Like, when you're around that many people and mm-hmm. you're around just music's blaring, there's people shouting, there's people running past you. Like, sometimes it's very much... Like I can, I can honestly see how many people would suffer to be in that environment. Yeah. Would struggle to really get involved in the club scene, as right. it were. Um, I'm not sure how it is now. I haven't been out clubbing for a long well, time. Well, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> I hadn't. So we went to one in December, uh, mm. me and two of my mates, and uh, just had, like, had a few drinks. I actually got really drunk that night, mm. um, and it had been years since we'd done it, and it was good fun. But I was very aware of the circumstances and the, like the surroundings. Whereas previously, mm. in my early 20s, I would just be in there, 100 mile an hour, didn't have a care for the world, yeah. loving it. And it's that sort of awareness of your surroundings that I've sort of developed. So I walk into a room, I can feel the energy from people as well. Um, and I know if something's not quite right. So yeah. I can get either do something about it or basically remove myself from the situation. Yeah. Because you just focus on those triggers that could send you on the, the sort of negative path of things as well. Have you reached that old man level yet where you start going, can't believe you're doing that? Who let you go out wearing that? <laughs> you know no, I mean? to be honest with you, no. I, I totally respect that. And I think like with the younger generation, I understand. And I think I would always have that stance. I know um, like from a young age, the kind of things that I was experiencing, like 30 yeah. onwards. And I would never um, suggest that, you know, like to force somebody not to do it. You've mm. obviously got to be very careful with the route that you take. It's really critical with that. Um, and it depends who it is, of course. But generally speaking, I feel like people have got to experience that side of things. But it's not for everybody either. True. Um, so I really, it's a case of if you're going to do it, be safe. Be as safe as you can be. Um, and just like look after each other as well and just yeah. really understand that like what you're doing can have a negative effect on it and that's it really because you've still yeah. got to have fun you've got to enjoy your life and uh, it, like I say you do get so much enjoyment out of that as well and you might be yeah I think you've got to drink with the right people man because we, we've had friendship groups in the past like I'm not going to start dissing people's names and shit but of course. people who just when they drink it's just your liability you know what I mean? And I'm just like, you bring so much drama into the group. You yeah. ruin nights out because you go too far 
and then it's just like it's not fun it takes like me and the my close mates now if we went and got smashed there wouldn't be an ounce of drama between there would be no bad blood none of us would stop fights we just have yeah. a good fucking time get drunk go piss in pool have some nuggets and pass out that yeah. would be the night right and that for me is ideal yeah right definitely. i don't need drama i don't need you know shit stirring happening i just want fun with my mates good vibes that's Definitely. all that's all it, is it, like when you're younger you kind of like that you kind of like the drama a bit like yeah oh such and such is doing this oh so do you see what such and such, you know you kind of like too that much it fills your head with a lot of negative yeah. energy as well yeah, yeah, yeah that's why i don't watch i've never watched um like soap operas and stuff yeah i'm gonna be in a car why would you want to go through someone else's life in that respect though and like no, i no. don't get it either to be honest with you it's for me it's like either watching some like a documentary yeah learn about what's going on in the real world uh, nature programs all that sort of stuff or something you can learn from as well yeah um but there's certain films now that'll trigger us so like if i'm watching a film that's quite like high stress levels or suspense i can feel that building within myself and i just think ah, i just don't want to continue on yeah. with it have you watched love island no i mean i have in the past yeah. but i once had watched it once i was like no nah, not for me not yeah not good yeah i just like i can't i was at jack whitehall last night actually he, he uh made a joke about um <laughs> just off topic he was talking about um how his girlfriend roxy loves to watch um and i can't remember how he phrased it he was basically saying you know that show about like um the love life for special needs people uh-huh. and he was like what's it called and he was like, oh, Love Island. <laughs> I was expecting to say on Datables as well. Uh-huh. So that's crazy. But uh, yeah, it is, it just, that kind of level of just, I don't know, there's something about the people that go on that show. Yeah. I'm just like, I know like you, you get like deals and stuff from it. So um, it's funny with, with going back to the panic attacks and stuff. Yeah. Like obviously a lot of people who suffer from them get there sort of, they sort of think there's something wrong with them, mm-hmm. right? They start to think that, you know, am I broken? Um, am I even lovable? I mm-hmm. think is another one. Yeah. Like, do you have those sorts of thoughts? Um, I think it was more so just like the fear of things and just worrying that there was something wrong with me and that mm-hmm. I like life was going to end basically. So like, yeah. I was just trying to understand what I was doing that was causing that sort of thing. Yeah. But then it does. You just remove yourself from the situation as well. You don't want to go out and you don't want to communicate with people. Then, like, fortunately enough, I managed to find like the whole fitness side of things to help push yeah, yeah, myself yeah. out of it. But yeah. Um, I, it was more so for that. It was just the, the sort of fear of general health and like what was possibly going wrong. Yeah. Well, obviously, before the running thing, you were a competitive swimmer. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So I swam from a young age. So my uh, parents and grandparents got in swimming when I was probably about four or five, maybe earlier than that. Nice. And then we're in the swimming club. So I've done that till I was about 16. So racing all throughout the country uh, at national level. Um, we've done training camps in the likes of Cyprus, France, so on and so forth. And that gives us a lot of um, structure as a young kid as well. So I was training, what, six times, seven times a week? Yeah. Quarter to five in the morning, twice a week, on a Saturday, then train on a night time as well. So then you get that structured routine mm-hmm. uh, from a, from an early age. Yeah. So then it's like, it helps push you into later life. I mean, one thing for me, I love getting up early. I absolutely mm. love it. And like, people say, like, why are you doing it? Like, when we say like, early, how early are we talking? We're talking like four. I think four-ish is like to go for the sunrise, especially in the summer. Yeah, yeah. To get down for that. Um, but I could also be up till the back end of the day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the mentality of just when your alarm goes off, get up and get on with it. Mm. Not wake up, snooze your alarm, and then wait another hour and think I'm going to get more benefit from, from that sleep. But yeah. I think a lot of the reason I can do that as well is because I don't. I generally don't drink any alcohol once or twice on a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't. So the body's kind of at that level where you can just wake up and just get on with your day. Yeah, and your energy's quite high, so I'm surviving probably on like five, six hours sleep at Shit. the minute. I don't think I could do that. But <laughs> my body, I, and you will burn out once in a while. Like yeah. I can acknowledge when that's going to happen. So that might mean just having a bit of downtime, 
not going to the gym, maybe it's just going for a walk like mid-morning, whatever it is, um, yeah. and just making sure that you don't burn yourself to the ground, that you can't recover from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I function better on that, to be honest with yeah. you. And I think like when you're eating healthy, you're looking after yourself. I disagree that you need eight hours sleep and mm. I, I, it's that's true. my people personal can circumstance less, yeah. some yeah. people can function less if yeah. I have eight I feel absolutely dead to the world and I can't mm. function but like one of the reasons why I get up early is so I can go and go for my sunrise dip yep. either on my own or with other people go for a run in the morning go to the gym and then by the time I get to work I've already thought about all of the potential problems that we may have mm. and I've got that higher energy level dopamine's rushing through your body I mean, they say, obviously, like, the likes of that rush from cold water, that actually promotes, like, 10 times the effect and for a longer period of time as well. Yeah. So you get that high-level positive energy throughout your own brain in the morning, and that makes you look at a problem as an opportunity rather than something that's going to potentially ruin your day. Yeah, nice. It's funny that, because when I was was a kid, um, I used to love swimming until... uh, So I did about... Four months, five months or something of like swimming class during school yeah. and stuff like that. And then it came to like November or something like that and it got fucking freezing. And I remember there was this one lesson. Uh, I jumped in the pool. Like it was like classic uh, swimming lessons where you all line up at the side of the pool. Yeah. You do your length, you go back the queue. Right? Yeah. And it was my turn, jumped in uh, and I was so cold. Yeah. It was ridiculously cold. It was like jumping in an ice bath. Mm. And obviously I was only a young kid, so I climbed straight back out. Yeah. And the swimming coach was like, get back in, you'll warm up. I'm like, no, I'm not getting in, it's freezing. She's like, get back in, you'll warm up. I'm like, I'm not getting back in. It's so cold. She was yeah. like, well, if you don't get in now, you're not doing the rest of the swimming lessons. It's like, fine. Uh, <laughs> so she said, yeah, out. I got changed. And like, I had to sit by like the side of the pool in like my school uniform and stuff. And I remember all of the kids just at the back of the line, like shivering like this. <laughs> and I'm just like, warm jumper you know i got my fleece on and stuff oh absolutely and uh, but that was the honestly right now I, I don't even know if i can swim yeah um i've been in pools and stuff but i'm quite i'm like tall enough to touch the bottom yeah but uh swimming's one of those things i really need to get back in yeah and, and i know it's, it's a good. life skill i know it's a life skill and yeah. it is but it's also a great form of exercise without any yeah. stress on your body as well so you don't have your joints aching because you're not like for example running you've always got that risk of hurting yourself mm. when you're pounding the roll but with swimming it's actually really good for your joints and stuff like that as yeah. well and it's quite therapeutic so you do like laps up and down, up and down. And it's just like a nice process, and you feel really refreshed off it as well nice. when you're finished. Yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah, sweet. So we're gonna move now into the uh, the bulletproof mindset. So I'm really curious, when did you start to form this idea of the bulletproof mindset? I think it's been within the past year or so, really, mm-hmm. um, going through like various different um, issues and stuff in life that were causing uh, like sort of, uh, I say like frustration or maybe it's where I just didn't feel like I could make that next step forward mm-hmm. so I mean doing the Great North Run that first time that was a bit of an eye opener yeah. um, and then I've just pushed and just ran every day continuously throughout the past four years couple of days break in between that um, and when I started thinking about ways to improve my own mental health and I thought right well what can I use in terms of exercise to do that mm-hmm. so within the past year or so I've run probably several marathons now but I, I first thought to myself right can you push yourself without any specific training to go and run a marathon just off the belt is your mind going to let you do it mm-hmm. and I did it it was painful I think I'd done like 3 hours 42 for example on that first run mm-hmm. uh, and I've just constantly worked at that in terms of like right let's pick a date a couple of weeks time pick an activity is your mind going to let you break that next barrier mm-hmm. so I've the last one that I've done I thought to myself, right, so you've got these uh, marathon runners where you go and do a race, you've got your gels, you've got your water, you've got all your prehydration, all that sort of stuff. I thought, can I go and run a marathon with just me 
with no liquids, no food, wow. nothing, and don't stop. Obviously, prehydrate beforehand, and I'm not suggesting that this is for anybody to try and do. You need <laughs> yeah. to understand your own body. Yeah. Um, but I believe in how I feel when I'm doing this sort of stuff. So I ran it, um, and I think I ran it in, I think it was like three hours and eight minutes. I was trying to get under three hours. It was a hot day, so I couldn't achieve it. Mm-hmm. But I proved to myself that your body is capable of so much more if you really push it hard. Mm. But that side of things can then lead into um, pushing harder at work, making more effort in your family life yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So it's not just a case of just going and doing this exercise and feeling good for that. You've got to then use that energy to harness into other areas as well. Mm. Um, I've ran recently, I ran with one of my good mates, like a 60K, like up the river in Newcastle um, and back down. And we didn't do any training for it as such. Like that general fitness that we had yes. was going to cover and we didn't know if we were going to be able to do it. But we promised each other that we'd push each other through that. Mm. And when your mind starts telling you that you want to stop, that everything's hurt and that you can't do it, you just have to keep pushing. You've got to kind of just let get that mindset, just shut it off. Yeah. Shut it off and just keep going. What does your head say in those moments? Uh, it says, it why on earth am I doing what I'm doing? <laughs> um, it says, is it really worth it? Yeah. Um, but then the other side of the coin is, who knows that I'm doing it? Um, who am I going to let down? I, I take mm. a lot of um, energy from that. So if I and I wouldn't tell everybody I was doing it, but there's certain people that I did let know I was going to yeah. do that run, um, and it just kept in my mindset. If you don't finish this, you're going to let them down because you've told them you can achieve it. It's that accountability, really, isn't it? Yeah. Accountability, hundred percent. And I'd done it because I wanted to be accountable for my actions and I wanted to achieve that goal. Um, so I just kept pushing and basically managed to do that. Um, Another example would be like the part run, for example. Um, so I think I trained like two weeks prior, like post a lot of stuff on Instagram and just try yeah, and yeah. Uh, basically give myself a bit of accountability for what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah. Done a video and I basically said that I wanted to run me 5K in 70, uh, 70 minutes 30 and I wanted to win the race. Mm-hmm. So I had the Geordie Ice Woman, she came with us to come and watch us. She supported us, took videos around the whole course uh, and I just thought, right, she's there i've basically that's my accountability to hit this goal mm. so there was a bit of pressure from it as well but i thought right you can do this you can really do it you're just gonna have to go and try and break that barrier so as it happens i finished sixth out of i think it was 607 people nice and i got to 1732 so i was two seconds off that goal <laughs> but that hurt the whole way around because it was mm. something that i'd never been able to do before yeah. but it was mindset had to be right and the fact that there was somebody there watching to basically want you to succeed yeah. help is pushed to that goal and obviously when you finish something like that and you know you've achieved what you wanted to it's like That's i was saying true. the bulletproof mindset you've basically done what you said you were going to do so I like that. don't yeah. bullshit it just make sure that it it's scary enough that it brings you to life and you've got that fire burning inside mm. of you um but then you know that it's still hard enough that there's a potential for you not to be able to do it yeah so it well because then if it was too easy and you knew you were going to do it you probably wouldn't do it no exactly I mean, you've got to have that edge and that like ooh yeah. well I want that kind of thing but yeah. that's it and like for the running for me like my the times that I'm doing now like I look at them times and think how have I actually managed to achieve that yeah. without any formal training but it's the consistent approach to it yeah. which is getting out and running all the time and basically then doing the weight training so the weights doing the leg training has helped have a stronger footing on the ground so you can just mm-hmm. keep pushing through it so it, I find it just fascinating because you basically just got to keep pushing your body to its limit. Yeah. And it's it's such a um, a lightning experience. I well, you can't know you your limits that. unless you push yourself to Exactly. Them. Yeah. Exactly. Which is a quote that's actually up on uh, my gym that I train at as well. And I look at it every day. I'm like, oh. But 
it, yeah, it's funny. It's interesting that pushing yourself leads into other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. I really like that because it is kind of true because as much as we try not to judge people by their bodies, yeah, right? If you were... Imagine, for all of you listening as well, right? Imagine you are a business owner, right? And you want to grow. You want it to do well. And during the hiring process, two people come in. One of them is, you know, let's say overweight. Let's just say obese, but they're overweight. Yeah. They are, you know, a bit unkempt, for example. And then the other one is in good shape. Yeah. uh, Talks clear because they're quite buzzed. They've got a good lifestyle. They, They look after themselves you're probably going to lean more towards the healthy one because mm. it shows you in their body, in their physical form, how much effort they're willing to put in. Yeah. Like when no one's paying them, no one's accountable. You know what I mean? It's like, it shows that amount of effort. Absolutely. And I think that's a really interesting uh, scenario. And it's like, well, people might listen and go, well, why wouldn't you like, you know, it's not fair to do that. Just hiring someone because yeah. that's not really fitter. It's like, well, it shows that's the whole point. It yeah. shows the effort that they're willing to put in yeah i totally agree and it's just but it changes your entire mindset it changes the way you approach challenges like i don't think like you know when i when i started my journey i was about 18 19 something like yeah. that i guess i felt and one of the first things i did was uh try and improve my confidence as much as i could because i was a really shy guy yeah and uh i was like what's a really big challenge i can do to push myself so i was like i signed up for a skydive like a charity yeah. skydive and I knew that I needed accountability, so that was the charity side of it. Yeah. I'm going to let autistic children down if I don't raise this money for them, and uh, I don't do the skydive. And I remember I came away and I was like, "That was amazing! Like, what else can I do?" Yeah. And now when I go into other situations, I'm like, "Nothing's as scary as falling out of a fucking plane." Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like any challenge that comes, I'm like, "Nothing's really as scary as plummeting to your yeah, death." Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And it's like the more you do, you build that comfort bubble i yeah. guess you could say you build that uh, level of faith in yourself and yeah. it just stacks and stacks and it's stacks. an internal confidence that you yeah. kind of buy and i think like once you understand that and then you start harnessing that energy you can you literally you can do anything that you put your mind to yeah. it might require a bit of extra effort energy whatever it is but you've got to like you've for me you've just got to keep pushing mm-hmm. you've got to really try and reach those boundaries and like you're saying there about the skydiving personally for me I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I just I have a fear of heights for starters. Oh shit, yeah. But well, I think everyone does. It's but. like channel, channel, channeling it into something that you think. Like for example, my challenge would be like the Yorkshire Three Peaks, for example. Yeah. So we had actually planned to do a group of us to go and do it, and unfortunately they all bottled it. Oh, I know, and I was absolutely no. devastated. But I still woke up early that morning. Packed lunch was made, and I thought I'm just going to go. So I packed my bag, got in the car, went and walked the whole route. Shit. It took eight hours to do it. Nice, but. Now, actually, that was more mentally challenging than some of the other stuff because your feet start aching a lot more because you're out there for so long. Yeah. Uh, and you, your brain just keeps thinking, I've got so many more miles to do. It was like a 28-mile walk or something Christ. like that. And I was thinking, can't do it. And my uh, mindset was going up and down constantly. So I was thinking, am I going to stop? I'm going to keep going. And I had to just put my music in yeah, the back end of yeah. it. And it just drives us through that sort of pain. But when you finished it, it was quite emotional, actually, mm. to get like an emotional experience from that. And I think like, that's good because it helps you feel a lot more as well. Yeah. So I think people block a lot of stuff out, whereas I use the like the cold water and the running and the hiking to try and release a bit of emotion as well. Because mm. like I think the stigma is that like men don't want to like show emotion like that, mm. but I think that it's important that you can try and find what'll allow you to release it in a safe zone, whatever that may be, yeah. and just let it out because the sort of relief for the um like the thought process that you go through after that can be um really empowering as well and yeah. that in itself could help strengthen your mind 
because you mm. don't have to hold up a certain um, level of manliness, shall we say, um, in that mm. respect. Like you've well, there's a certain level of masculine. They, they say that, when, if we were going to talk about masculine and feminine, yeah. they say there's an air of the feminine to the, to the masculine, to yeah. the alpha male, right? And I really like that because the, the best, best example you can give for this is um, Russell Brand. Yeah. Right, because he is very flamboyant, right? But you look at him and you go, alpha dog, mm-hmm. right? But he's very feminine. It's, yeah. it, there's, a, there's an air to it, and, and that's what I really like. And I think for men who don't express their emotions in a safe way, if men just go around being emotional, they're quite dangerous almost. They're quite yeah. like, because that's how you get, you know, angry men, you get into fights, you get these men who think they're tough, but really they're just emotional babies. Yeah. They're not expressing them the right way. Whereas through exercise, through cold exposure, through meditation, something like that, whatever works for you, yeah. you know, you're probably going to be, I would say, a better man for yeah. it. Absolutely, because uh, then your your brain's like thinking in a different light as well, and although it can be a painful experience, you've still got to try and experience that and feel it. And for me, the the exercise also brings that out as well. So there's so many different angles that you take, and that's why I do what I do with the that side of things as well. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. So in in terms of if someone was going to apply, start applying the bulletproof mindset to their life, yeah. where would you suggest them start? Um, I think really just start with, with what you want to achieve out of it. Really, I think that that's a key thing. Is so, it a physical goal or, or a? It could be anything really. I mean, men- mental goal is obviously really important as well because obviously you might be suffering in that respect and you might just want to be in a better place in that respect. But I think the the, the exercise is a huge part to play for it. Yeah, I'm not suggesting go and do what I'm doing and go running 60 k's and looking for your next goal of 100 k, <laughs> yeah. which we're planning to do shortly. I'm thinking just get outside. Try and get outside, get into nature, um, get away from the TV, get away from the computer, take your family with you, your friends with you, go and do it on your own, but just get outside. Yeah. Um, find something that gets you going, that makes you feel excited. So, for example, for me, running, like that is my primary love. I absolutely yeah. adore it. And that is where the bulletproof mindset came in because that's something that I love now, that I know that I can push boundaries with and by doing that i can then use that tool in other areas as well so you just yeah. find something that um that you, you you buzz off and it doesn't have to be high energy experiences but when you start getting that dopamine buzz from it then you can start looking at pushing yourself in other areas as well yeah you strengthen your mind and then you take on some challenges like you were saying book a skydive go and do a zip wire um, I don't know, go scuba diving, do something along those lines that you're scared of um, to see what you can get from it. Yeah. And then pick another activity and just try and chip away at things, but just get out and get moving. Yeah. I think that's the first point to, to say, like just to try and like get yourself active, find yeah. your love, then push it. Because a lot of people force themselves to do like things that they hate. And it's like, if you don't like running, like I don't like running, yeah. right? I try to do running once and then I threw up along, right? Uh, Not for me. However, weight training, heavyweight training, you know, bodyweight stuff, yeah. I love it. It makes me feel good. So find something like that. Like like we're saying, like most people go through and they think exercises, there has to be something that they hate doing. And it's like, well, you're not going to stick to it. No. If you hate doing not. it, you're not going to stick to it. It's as simple as that. And it you doesn't go- have to be the gym. That's yeah. the thing. You don't have to go and have a PT and go to the gym and all that sort of stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, you go and do your hikes on a, on a weekly basis. Yeah. You're still burning calories. You're still getting that dopamine rush into your body. And then that starts allowing you to see um, the more positive signs in life as well. Yeah. Ah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And moving to the uh, cold water therapy. Yeah. 
When did that start and why? So I started that in, I think it was December 20 or 21. So it was freezing cold when I first mm. done it. I done it with a couple you of friends. You picked a good month to start. Oh, it was choppy, mate, to say the least. And it was in King Eddie's Bay down next to where I live. Yeah. And it yeah. was freezing cold. But I remember that day, once I'd done it, I went to work, obviously, in a high um, stress level environment with like production, machines running, loads of people kicking yeah. about. Uh, everyone seemed really stressed out, but I actually was like, oh, hang on. I feel quite relaxed mm. and uh, my brain was functioning on a high level. I, I, I use like the um, term like being in like a golden bubble. So it's like mm. you protect it from like all the negative energy that's coming towards you yeah, and it allows you to that. function on a much higher level. And then from that, I started reading into it and understood that it would help with recovery from mm. training. And obviously with the running side of things, I thought, well, hang on, if I can recover quicker, I can then run faster, run longer and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it just became part of like a, a daily routine. But I wasn't doing it on a regular basis as much. Uh, but now um, I've basically decided to go for like trying to do it for a year. So been nice. running, I think I've been like 80, 80 days, something like that so far. Um, it is warmer at the minute, so it's not as challenging. I do know what it's like in the winter and it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to say that it's enjoyable, but this is another mindset focus. Mm-hmm. You've got to push your body beyond its limits and when you're in that freezing cold water it is absolutely brutal cold in the winter oh yeah but once you've been in that water and you've come out and you get yourself dry and you warm yourself back up and then that dopamine starts coming through mm-hmm. then you realize how powerful that is yeah, yeah. like i've been in when i've been stupidly low with stuff when i've not felt energetic when my brain's going 100 miles an hour and i kind of control my thought process when you're in there it's just you with the water mm-hmm. and you can just basically look out to the horizon especially if the sun's coming up like i went the other morning mm. messing around doing like handstands in the water <laughs> and just videoing right. like daft little things like that yeah. but it's just the experience of that it's great in groups as well um there's benefits to both but um i think my like main love is to do it like in a in a smaller group or like maybe it's on my own because then you can really knuckle down into the reason why you're doing it. It's a more personal experience, isn't it, as well? And I think it, that's why people. That's why I love diet cold showers and stuff as well. Because, like, like you said, like it really brings you into that moment. Because nothing else matters except the fact that you're freezing cold. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not, like you can, like you can try and think of everything you want, but yeah. you're like, I'm cold. I need, I need this to stop. You I need just want to get straight out. You want to get yeah. straight out. But then you've like I've obviously got a Garmin watch for me running, so I use that when I'm in the water mm-hmm. to track the timing. And it might be like that. You, when it gets to the winter, you do three minutes, and you try and push to four, and you've just got your body's got to adapt to it, which it will. It's painful as soon as it hits your legs. It's painful, but then you've got to think like, what will you be able to achieve once you've been in that water? Yeah. How calm can your mind be once you've been in there as well? And I think that's like such a valuable tool that not enough people use. I think there's too much focus on the likes of antidepressants and all that sort of stuff yeah rather than like what can you actually do first before you yeah they won't push that because obviously the money can't be made from people Mm. going into the water and i think it's great like in the summer period when more people get involved with it um i just hope that it pushes them on to do it in the colder months and that it becomes a more regular thing and it is so popular now like we went down for the summer solstice down at color coats bay there must have been 100 plus people on the beach and we got there for 4 a.m jesus over half three and it was ram-packed you had kayakers you had people doing yoga um, there was people just sitting with music on fires going and mm. it just like it brings people together as well yeah like, everyone's got their own story they've got their own personal reason why they're doing it but then when you get a group together you can share those experiences and like strengthen each other you yeah. see the change in people as well you see people changing because of that experience mm-hmm. and like that for me on the sort of quiet side shall we say in a comparison to the running and the gym and all that sort of stuff yeah 
is probably the most powerful tool that I've been able to harness yeah. alongside the actual physical movement of the body. So it's going from like high energy to low energy, mm-hmm. I suppose, in one respect. Yeah. But they work in tandem very, very well. And I think that's why it can basically allows me to do what I'm doing at the minute. And I just want yeah. to keep pushing that and to see how far I can go. Nice, because you're kind of obsessed with like almost the breaking point, I would say, of, um, of, of people's mental abilities. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, obviously some people might think, well, it, you're not actually doing anything too crazy but it's not about that you've everyone's got their own limits yeah and everyone's got what they know they can achieve and i think like i'm like i said earlier i'm cautious in terms of what i do mm-hmm. i'm sensible so i don't take too many risks it might be a calculated one but i wouldn't put myself in danger yeah you're not stupid about it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it has to be i have to know that it's a safe method of doing something but it's still going to push me boundaries yeah and then from there you can just start developing it from yeah, that. It's like I made I made a post a few years back when I was doing cold showers and stuff, and I was like, oh, I recommend people try this. Yeah. And some guy piped up like, well, what about people who have anxiety and panic attacks, and this could set them off? I'm like, well, obviously don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it, that's that's what kind of infuriates me. A lot of people yeah. don't think like there's probably people reading your post going, well, I can't do that because da 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 da. It's like, uh, well, don't do it then. You know what I mean? And like, I would never suggest people do something. Yeah. I'm not I'm not telling people to go and jump in the freezing cold water. I'm not saying that you have yeah. to have big runs. Or you have to go to the gym. What you the, the whole point is that you've got to try and find something that works for you. Yeah. If you can just take that little bit away from what's being said and try and use that and harness that energy from it, then yeah. you will find something that you love to do. And it could it can bring people out of like these horrible dark places that they get put in. Um, and just using that natural environment around them to be able to do that as well. No, I agree. And I've always said that if like people would message and say, like, I want to go for a swim or whatever come with us like honestly just drop us a message yeah. come with us and i'm more than that i've took people in and there's people that are now doing it on a regular basis without me present and absolutely loving it and then you get messages saying i've been in this morning i've done this tonight i've been mm. to this location that's more valuable than, than anything else as well yeah have you noticed many people being like inspired by you like have you noticed people who kind of like followed people, your journey yeah, like as your followers kind of gone up people will message um and just say like the, the love and the journey in terms of what i'm doing because i'm quite open on instagram so yeah. i'll just post how i feel and it transitions across from family uh, running like the whole array of things but i think it's just that grids there for my me processing my feelings onto that board mm-hmm. so some posts might be popular some might not be so much but to me i don't really care all i want to do is just push out how i feel and i do get a lot of feedback from people saying they've gone and done a dip and they're, they're explaining to us how they felt what they were doing yeah. asking for feedback all that sort of stuff and i think if you can change one person's outlook on life that's enough yeah massively really yeah, is. yeah well it's funny because people often say that like when they do things like when they get into things like this they kind of burn out yeah. like we were saying earlier and I think a lot of people go too intense, is my thing. So it goes from one extreme of I'm doing nothing, to all of a sudden now I'm doing cold water therapy, I'm going to the gym, I'm getting massages, uh, you know, I'm doing yoga, I'm doing meditation. Yeah. And then it lasts maybe a month, month yeah. and a half, and then they're like, I can't do it all, I'm too stressed, I'm more overwhelmed than I was before. And it's like, because consistency beats intensity every time. Of course it does. It's like, and you don't need to be doing all of those activities no. as well. Yeah. And I could understand it the way that you've just described that. That It sounds like a stressful thing because the yeah. whole point is that you do these tools around your life Agreed. to benefit the rest of it. So just for me, there's days like yesterday morning, I was getting up the previous days, four o'clock, and I thought, I'm just going to have a lie-in. Didn't yeah. go to the gym, went for a little swim last night, and that was it. And then you just need that downtime. You don't need yeah. to be going around at 100 miles an hour all the time. Go for a... 20 minute walk after work just to get some fresh air you don't have to go rattling through the gym and then swimming like you say because it's you're putting too much pressure on yourself to do that as well yeah 
Well, just one tool would do the yeah. job, really. Well, self-improvement can become self-stress, right? Because you're doing, you're on, well, I'm going to get up at four, I'm going to go in the sea, then I'm going to journal, then I'm going to do yoga, then I'm going to go to the gym, then I'm going to do this in my ice bath. And yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like your entire day, your entire life becomes self-development uh-huh. and self-help. I've got to read 30 pages of this book. I've got to listen to this on Audible. I've got to listen to podcast. You know, and it's like, that's so much. Yeah. Just pick two or three things, man, that exactly. benefit your life. And then you'll be fine. You'll and be you golden. Stick with them. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. Totally agree with you. Because like it's, it's so it bugs me because people think like I've spoke to so many people who have come to me for help. Yeah. And I'll give them one thing, mm-hmm. and they can't even do that. And I'm like, but then you see them comment on loads of other stuff, and 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 they're like, oh, um, I'm gonna try this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm like, you asked me for help, and you're yeah. not gonna do all of this stuff. I'll give you one thing. Like, there's a great book by uh, I think it's. Gary Keller, I want to say, called The One Thing. Right. And that's what really changed my outlook on it, mm. was the fact that he's like, what one thing can you do today that yeah. makes the biggest impact in your life? That's all you need to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. What one thing can I do today that makes the biggest impact on yeah. my life and those around us? Simple. Very it's, simple. It, it's, when you keep everything like this simple, it just makes life so much better. It should be, and you shouldn't force anything. Like I do no. enjoy reading, but when I'm not feeling that, I won't do it. Like I'm reading that, uh, he's heard the 10 times rule by Grant Cardone. Yeah, the next rule, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that because I started reading that book and actually realized that I can actually already relate to a lot of the stuff that's written within that. Yeah. So you're kind of at that level. Um, but again, it's like you don't need to be rushing around. You don't have to read because you think you've got to read to help yourself. You don't have to go and run 100 miles a week and all that sort of stuff just do what feels right at that given time yeah just don't put too much pressure on yourself that's it but the consistent approach will over time it will get you to where you want to be like i wanted to change my physique with what i was doing with the training Mm -hmm. i was going to the gym continuously thinking i'm not changing i'm not developing but i've been doing it for 14 months now and finally started to see the real benefits from it You've just got to remember that it ain't a quick fix. Yeah. There is no real quick fix. There's a lot of shite out there, basically. Oh, God. Abs in six weeks. Get the, you know, the body of your dreams in 12. It's, like, oh, it's not realistic, but it's yeah. also like all of these pills that people offer, um, these daft little plans that aren't sustainable. And, and I also don't agree with a lot of um, types of uh, diet as well. So yeah. I'm not going to the ins and outs of it. But like for me, I think it's very simple. Energy in, energy out keep it simple yeah don't mess around with things don't go and do like a specific keto or whatever it may be because really you're going to be in a deficit from that type anyway Mm -hmm. just make sure that you're not eating too much throughout the day and if you want to lose a little bit of weight be a bit more active Mm -hmm. track it you don't have to write it all down but just look at what you're eating like i eat the same stuff on a daily basis oh same man i've had four eggs for breakfast for like the last three years or but then you know on each day if like you're gonna know if your weight's up or down. Like I have to go through a process where I've got to weigh in every week, take photos every week mm-hmm. for accountability. So if I don't eat the right stuff, it won't be achieved. But if yeah. I'm feeling tired or if I feel like I deserve a treat, shall we say, I'll have a pizza. I'll have yeah. whatever I want to have, and I'll deal with that. But you've still got to just enjoy it. But just don't be gorging all day, oh, every yeah. day. But how often would you have that treat, though? That's the thing. That's what people because like not often. Right. Yeah. So, like for example, I would maybe have like a pizza like once a week. But that's not all the time as well. Like my coach is very focused on making sure that I'm strict on the plan. Yeah. But he's also very respectful of the fact that I've got very high output as well. So, if I go and have something that I want, or a cake, or a couple of cookies, or whatever it is, it actually won't affect what I'm doing. Yeah. But don't have like a cup of tea in the morning with 10 biscuits and then do the same in the afternoon. Don't pile your food on. Just think about what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Don't eat processed food so often. I'm not saying don't eat it, just drop it a little bit. 
eat clean food, eat your chicken, eat your um, tuna, eat your rice, all that sort of stuff. You, you, I use an air fryer and I make chicken burgers from chicken mince. Nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Loads of spice, loads of sriracha sauce. Put them in there for nice. 20 minutes. Put them in a wrap. Put some salad in. If you want to, put some chips in the oven. Oh, mate, I'm and lay that on with a bit of mayonnaise. <laughs> but honestly, mate, they're absolutely amazing. But yeah. you get the flavor from the food. You've got mm-hmm. the spice, which obviously takes your cravings away from sweet stuff as well. And then you have that. You've filled. You've got your protein. You've got your carbs. And you're good. Yeah. And it's just trying to understand that better. Oven food, stuff like that. Freezer food. I try to keep away from it as much as physically mm-hmm. possible because I know that it's saturated and... Fats. All sorts of crap, yeah. But then you, it takes that long to get it back off your body, like to burn fat, to actually burn fat. It oh yeah, I mean so pe- people like I used to, I used to know a few people who would eat like a three course meal, then go, well, I'm going to go for a walk later and burn uh, it off. But like, you are not going to burn off three no. course meal from one walk. Like, no, it, like I, it, I've always used this because when you go on a treadmill in a gym, you get yeah. you see the calories that you apparently have burnt. Right. right? So I, if you were to walk at a you know reasonable pace for say ten to twelve minutes, yeah, you're likely going to burn off three quarters of a Kit Kat. Yeah. And it's like, that's 100 calories. It's like 102 calories in a Kit Kat, uh, right? So you, you could burn like 75 calories or something in, you know, 10 to 12 minutes, right? Yeah. You've got a three-course meal, which is probably more than likely going to be, what, 1,500, mm. maybe 1,600, something like that? Like, if not more, maybe, if, not fair, more like, if not even uh, close to... Depends on what you eat, of course. If you had a Toby Carvery, fuck me. You'd be, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd, you'd be doing... You'd be running for days. You'd be like Forrest Gumping it over the hills. You know, know what I mean? But it's like people don't aren't aware of their of their calorie intake yeah. for the most part, and, it, and it's so simple. It is like people make like gaining weight and losing weight because I, I was a hard gainer. I would try to gain weight. Yeah. People make it so complicated. Yeah. And they think that all these fad diets are going to work. It's like nope. Calories in, calories out. You want to gain weight like I did. Yeah. You just eat more. Eat more right? clean food as well. It yeah. It's very hard to gain food. weight on clean food for the most part. Yeah. Like, I was very much a dirty bulk. I, right. I kind of still am a little yeah. bit, but I mostly I'm like 95% clean. Yeah. Then I'll have but like, you're still you know. training hard, so you're going to be burning those calories. Yeah, I'm in the gym three, four days a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it might not it might not show. You know what I mean? My abs aren't quite there yet. But, uh, you know what I mean? It's still, I, I feel good for it and, yeah. I don't, and I'm not, you know, I don't have issues with my weight and stuff so yeah, it's fine of but for most people they're just not aware of how much they're doing yeah. and, and they're, they're keeping it so complex they're like oh like I can burn this off no you can't <laughs> but I, you know it's funny you say that because I used to do that so when I was running mm. I might I wasn't eating very well so my physique wasn't great and I would use the running as a tool to burn calories mm-hmm. and I'm out of that mindset now Yeah, I'll eat what I'm going to eat but it's like quite strict so like I know like my daily routines not I'm not going to go and gorge on stuff I'm not going to yeah, fly yeah. to the chippy then on the night time of McDonald's or whatever it may be so I'm confident that if I've got a lower level of output then I'm going to be okay mm. but when you're doing like the running and stuff like that you're, you're constantly burning like I'm always running hot I'm boiling hot all the time yeah. and you step on the scales and you've lost a bit more weight and you just mm. like once you get the ball rolling with it it's just understand your own body basically and if, yeah. like, if you want to achieve it you've just got to knuckle down and try and think about it you don't have to be a scientist you don't have to have an abundance of free time. Yeah, You've yeah. just got to be mindful in what you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, an air fryer is a good example. It took 20 minutes to make that meal. It takes five minutes to prep it. Done, dusted, you're eating, and it's easy to clean. Yeah. And if you have got family and all that sort of stuff, kids, you might not have the time to prep a fantastic meal. I yeah. don't prep a huge amount of stuff. I keep it simple. Yeah. And that's the best way to it. Keep it simple, put loads of flavor in it. Oh yeah, agreed. And that's uh, that's it. like my dad's one of the old school people who like when like ate with him or whatever. He's like, yeah. there's like no salt and pepper. I'm like, bro, come on, uh, like just even even the bare minimum, just uh, put some on, man. Give me a bit of flavor in my food. Oh, you Fuck need it, it man. You need it. But yeah. I I always go for the spicy stuff. Like I'm inspired by Thai food, that mm. sort of cuisine because you've got punchy flavors in there: ginger, garlic, soy sauce, chilies. Wasabi can do one though. 
Yeah, it's Fucking not the best. Like, yeah, it's not a nice flavour, is it? Like no. at all. But it's um but like you say, if you get the flavours in, that's when you can win. I mean you put like tuna in a wrap with some rice, put sriracha sauce with the tuna and a bit of mayonnaise mm. and it brings it to life. You don't have to have a bit of chicken breast with a bit of broccoli and a bit of rice with no flavouring on it. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. Much sauce as you want, man. As much sauce as you want. Agreed. Exactly. So if someone was to get into running, for example, right, what would, where would they start? Because a lot of people who go into running, it literally kills them the first time. Yeah. So where would someone start? Any tips? Any advice for easy, starting? An easy one for me would just be use a Couch to 5K app. It's not something that mm. I've used, but I know people that have used it. It's a very structured tool, and it's something that helps give you confidence because the whole point of it is that you take a training plan and you just do it in very small increments. And then yeah. over the period of time that you're doing it you gradually start running a little bit more mm-hmm. so that's it it's very simple try and utilize that up if you want to get out there and run um because it won't overdo it so if you yeah. just try and run a 5k and you've never ran before it's gonna hurt and you're probably gonna injure yourself so you yeah. just need to be cautious to it um i would also suggest that using the right running trainers is absolutely paramount mm-hmm. for me i would be straight to like a running store and get them just to check your feet position as well because mm-hmm. a lot of people make mistakes of buying neutral trainers like i love nike trainers fortunately yeah. if i'm neutral but if you've got an over under pronation and you run with a neutral shoe you're gonna get an injury it's that's just how it's gonna work so just being kitted out with the correct stuff using that app would be a great way yeah. to start things as well and then just making sure that you're hydrated if you're going to go yeah, running yeah. and obviously if it's hot and all that sort of stuff just like be mindful of your body and just be aware that if it does feel too much just take it a bit easier mm-hmm. but it's just a gradual way of getting into it and like for me once i found the buzz from it once i stripped the weight off and found the right trainers and realized that i was actually quite good at it yeah it just it gives you such a buzz it's amazing. I ran a half marathon the other night after work, after being up since four o'clock. Just for the crack. Beautiful sunshine, top off, sunglasses on, music in, and just went up and down the course, and it was just absolute bliss. Nice. Finished it, and I hadn't had the best day, to be honest with you, and it just brought us back to life. Mm. And it sort of gave us a bit more of a purpose again. Um, brought back to peace as well. Yeah, so. at peace, but I was mindful of coming to see you and making sure that I had that energy that I've yeah. got within us to Thanks make sure man. that I was promoting me as yeah. a real person you didn't come in like half arse like, oh, yeah so absolutely yeah, because yeah. I do have that high energy and it's just natural it's like I, I'm up for quite a long period of time throughout the day I don't need a lot of sleep and I'm literally on the move I can't yeah. sit and watch TV it frustrates us <laughs> so like I was saying before I've got plans today when we're finished I'm yeah. going out I'm going to do the garden I'm going to get things sorted if I'm moving I'm good and then yeah. just get myself to bed just before it's time to go to sleep and it, it's really satisfying nice. doing it that way as well were you uh you tore your calf and then ran was it five k is that right? I uh, so I tore my calf during the second Great North run that I'd done. Oof. Yeah, that was really painful. I knew there was something wrong before I started because I took like a couple of painkillers and it just felt a bit niggly. And yeah, like your foot's like twice the size. Ah, oh, there might be something wrong here. It, it, it <laughs> tore on. I think it was like um, seventeen or eighteen kilometers or whatever it was, Oof. and I ran the rest of it because I didn't want to fail because there was people at the end waiting for us. Wow. But I had to run with my heel or with my foot up. Because if I hadn't, it was cramping. Oh, and it was right, the yeah. most excruciating pain. So I got to the finish line. Um, one of the uh, girls had like a bottle of um, prosecco, so I just nicked it off them. Just nicked the whole thing because the pain was that bad. Wow! Just to try and alleviate Shit. it. But then over the next few days, it went black and blue. Mm-hmm. I had a holiday coming up. I couldn't walk. Had to go to the hospital. Um, refused crutches or anything like that. And then it took like eight or nine weeks to get back to, to that. And that was mentally really tough because mm. I just found this love for an activity that I just couldn't be without. I had to just do a little bit of lighter training, yeah. swim and just try and deal with it. Uh, but now I'm very in tune with my body and mindful that I've got to keep hydrated. I say stretch 
I don't, so I'm not going to lie. I don't actually stretch, but I know I should. Yeah. But just making sure that I listen to my body. Yeah. I've gone for a big run the day before. Don't go and do legs the next day in the gym. Yeah, it's overdoing it. Keep hydrated. Yeah. Electrolytes, massively for me. Electrolyte a day keeps the cramp away. And I, honestly, I truly believe that because I never get cramp. Because um, my salt levels are always where they should be. And it's mm. just, you know, using these tools around you to do the best that you can and try and avoid injury and stuff like that. Yeah, so, why did you refuse the crutches? I'm curious. No, they did, they actually refused me. So oh, they right, said okay. that I wouldn't allow yeah. them because if I had crutches, then I wouldn't put weight on it so it wouldn't repair. So, oh, I okay. yeah, so if I was yeah. sitting down for five minutes, it would literally go tighter than you could ever imagine. Oof. And I would have to literally try and like stretch the leg out. Yeah get some flexibility in it and then start walking with it but like the oh, colour of it was absolutely disgusting oh, I can imagine mate right. but it's that's quite a unique mindset to mm. have to st- and feel like there's something wrong still do the race and then be in absolute agony but then still finish yeah like where does that come from like where d- where it's does just, that drive come from to do that desire not to fail so if you have think you always about, had that or nah nah I think like it's just in the later life and mm. I think like let's like, say like 30s onwards and just realising that time's not um, it's not going to go on forever so I want to make a stand and I want to do as much as I possibly can so that when my time's up I know that I've literally achieved everything that I can Yeah. and it's just pushing those boundaries and I think like if I'd stopped in that race I know how I would have felt like for me if I got a PB I know that that buzz would take me into the following week for yeah. everything so if I stopped not only would I not finish the race, I wouldn't. Have, I actually hit a PB as well, so I actually managed to get a PB even with a torn calf. Nice. So like, and it was. <laughs> so if, if if that's the case, then you guys listen. You can do something about this as well. That's you can it. do this. Yeah, and I just thought like just just get it done. I mean, generally wouldn't advise running on it because it probably caused a bit more damage. But yeah. personally, for personal development and for how I knew I would have been mentally if I hadn't finished it, mm-hmm. it, it was no choice in the matter. I had to get it done. And whether mm-hmm. that, if it was that bad, I would just got someone to just get a hold of us. And bring us over carry there. me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the only other option I could think of really yeah. Um, but yeah just keep pushing yeah so in, in your personal view what do you think what is it about people's mindsets that annoys you the most like personally is there any, anything that crops up and you're like oh for fuck sake I think it's just like giving up with things very easily mm-hmm. or not giving something a ch- uh, like a chance yeah. um, and just saying like it's not for me or I can't do that because of this and I can't do that because of that because really you can of course you can Mm-hmm. You can you can get out there and you can push yourself a little bit harder. Um, you know, everyone's got different abilities, so on and so forth. But there's always an avenue for somebody to improve. And if they're on that journey, yeah, and they want to do that, then they they have to want it for themselves, and they have to really push out of that comfort zone to achieve it. And it's not an easy thing to do. I'm yeah. not, you know, it, it's took me years to try and master this mindset where I'll literally pick a challenge and go for it. But you've just got to you've just got to get up and get on with it. And try and just think about how it would make you feel when you finish whatever the activity is, mm-hmm. and just don't let the demons get into your head too much. Because mm. by doing that, it it makes them disappear. It's funny we mentioned earlier about the not relying on motivation, and it's true. Like if you start the thing without motivation, and you just go, you know what, I'm going to do it. It's a decision which leads to the action, which then leads to the motivation to keep doing the action. Yeah, absolutely. And it's pe- people just forget this. It's yeah. like it's again keeping it simple, a simple formula. Like action leads to discipline, discipline leads to motivation, leads to habit. Yeah. And it once something becomes a habit, like it's very hard to break. Like I don't. People say it's various times to make a habit. Like it's some people say twenty one days, some people say it's like seventy one days. Yeah. Like I think it changes for people. I think it depends on how much they love the habit or how much they actually want the thing. But, that's but it. it's like for me, like I start off going to the gym 
fucking hated it couldn't lift a thing i remember i walked in the first day and my trainer that i got was like oh, okay i lift that bar off the ground it was like a 20 kilogram bar yeah. couldn't lift the bar couldn't even get the grip strength to to get it. i was yeah. so just like well this is off to a roaring start ah. but then it's like you then the next day you come in and you lift five then you lift 10 then weeks later you lift 15 and then you just keep that progression going and then then you start to see results and it's just this it's this nice flow of a process but like you said people just want the quick fixes they want to be in there and they want to be you know Arnold Schwarzenegger within a week they want to be Usain Bolt within you know a couple days of of running and it's like you're in it for the long game yeah of course you're You're in it for think about short term goals as well Mm -hmm. so if you get the short term it'll lead to the longer term like yeah. for me like running that 5k at the time that i've done it in i just keep thinking like how oh, on earth have i managed to do that but mm-hmm. then i just look back to the process yeah and like you say the consistent approach just keep doing it keep doing it look at where you might have failed push it again push it a little bit harder and just have that mindset approach to it because mm-hmm. like running 60k is no easy task but when you've already done like a 42 and then you've done a 50 then you've done a 55 you think well it's only a little bit more than that and yes it was painful throughout the process yeah but you can still push that barrier a little bit further mm-hmm. and it's, if you can like embed that into your mind to uh, understand that you are actually capable of so much more than you think you are then really there's there's no ceiling to it and you can just keep developing no great i love that man i love that so obviously um earlier this year um i had a guest on here the geordie ice woman yeah right and she said to me uh oh i know this guy craig he'd be really interesting to get on right and i was like had no idea uh, about the pair of you at the time yeah um so i'm curious like because obviously you guys post together all the time yeah right and it's just, it just seems like such a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. So how has that sort of relationship like changed your life? Uh, massively, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, Sarah got us into the cold water on a more regular basis because of her challenge. I mean, she's doing, what, 504 days, I think it is now, consecutively, yeah. aiming for the two years. Um, and that inspired me in itself to try and do it on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm on like 80 days now. So whether that we whether we do that together or apart, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter as long mm-hmm. as we're still on that journey. Um, but yeah, I think like the water has brought us together. Um, we've got a very high energy level, um, which works really well. Yeah. Um, and we just bounce off each other really, really mm-hmm. positively as well. Um, it's almost like I look at her and I see myself in her, but as a female, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And like when you find somebody like that, you just you want to just harness that energy and work together to help each other yeah. through hard times, good times, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, just absolutely amazing to be honest with you. Yeah. Never met anybody like it. How did you guys meet? In the water, basically. So I had a bit of chat before it, and then there was like a like a dip, like a group dip happening. Mm-hmm. So we just went down there, basically had a conversation. And then it was just like wildfire, basically. Nice, like an instance of oh, instant, like unbelievable. Like the connection that I felt was like nothing I've ever experienced before. It was absolutely amazing. So we've been like the waterfalls together. We've been um, for hikes together. We've experienced like the cold water dip after that. Mountain of different things. It feels like although we've known each other for a huge amount of time, Mm -hmm. the experiences that we've been able to share together throughout that process have just been amazing. And because. Um, we understand the whole mental health benefits from it. Yeah, we can help each other yeah. throughout those sort of processes to to really um, to strengthen ourselves, but also work together as a team mm-hmm. um, and just create like a team that's essentially unbreakable from anything externally surrounding us as well. Nice. Well, what what I love about it is the fact that you do it together. 
And I think that's what many couples miss yeah. is that one of them goes to the gym, one of them doesn't. Yeah. One of them does cold water therapy, one of them doesn't. Yeah. One of them goes to yoga, one of them doesn't. And that causes a rift because one feels so much better than the other. Oh. And I think it's like what a lot of relationships miss now is doing that together. You know, yeah. they say couples are trained together, stay together, right? I think it's amazing. Yeah. Like the way you guys, you know, when you just put the phone down and you're just running it uh, into the sunset. Doing the daffodil stuff. dances and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, that's cute though. Yeah. And it's not a case of like, oh, well, you know, it's not a generic social media post of like yeah. oh me and my partner out for food da 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 here's some you know here's what Master Pizza are in. it's like we're doing an experience together and I think I think that's probably going to inspire a lot of people's relationships yeah really I hope it does sure. because like one if you can work together in a team like that and go and experience those sort of things and like like I say we do put like a lot of posts on together in terms of the stuff that we've been doing put the music on and it's just creating that high energy um, environment for us yeah. because then people will see that and be inspired to come and get involved with it as well um, and it's all just we, we're just basically promoting like the energy that's inside of us in terms of how beautiful that experience can be yeah. and when you can harness that energy to like be it's on such a level it's like a higher level than anything I've ever experienced before yeah. Um, and yeah it just, it just works really really well nice. for us so it's good oh man it's I absolutely love it so for, the, for this next bit um, you guys listening might not hear this bit it depends if I cut this bit out so uh, we'll see how it goes so for uh, this podcast, obviously, I did a lot of research behind you, um, and I spoke to Sarah, obviously, about, uh, you know, I was like, any dirt, any yeah. dirt that I can bring up and stuff. Uh, she gave me a few things, and I was interested, saw some funny stories and stuff, and yeah. it just made me realize how good your relationship is. Uh, but she also mentioned something that, by the time this podcast comes out, yeah. will be uh, announced. Yeah. So she said that it's cool to bring this up. <laughs> so is there, anything that, is there anything that you want to tell us? Uh, that's coming up in the future. I can only imagine it would be that we're having a baby. Yes, sir. Yes, yes it is. Yes, are you excited are. about this? Absolutely. Could not be happier with it. Um, we're absolutely over the moon. Amazing. Beautiful. Um, very emotional mm-hmm. as well. Cool. So you guys are going to hear this then. I'm not going to cut this out of the podcast. That's fine. That's so good. I was like, I'm going to leave it just in case uh, because uh, she mentioned that it, this podcast goes on the 17th of July. Yeah. So you guys obviously haven't told, uh, you've told like close people, but not like yes, a big announcement. Correct. So uh and I'm not going to ruin the surprise. This is going to be delayed if need be. That's absolutely fine. I'm giving you guys the uh, the the space that you guys need. But how do you are you feel? Are you wanting a, a boy or girl? Obviously, I don't know. If yeah, so, there, so we've had a discussion. Uh, we would like a boy. Nice. That that is our sort of Craig Junior. <laughs> Brody Junior. Yeah. Brody Junior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, a little ice baby as well. So That's getting them so involved cool, with man. the water and stuff like that. So we've already discussed all that sort of stuff. We've discussed nice. names. Um, and yeah, we're just hopeful that it is a boy. And I genuinely believe, I feel it, I feel it inside us that it will mm. be as well. So it's it's such a beautiful experience so far. Um, the news is amazing. Like when she told us, I just could not be happier. Mm. It's an emotion I've never felt in my life. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, just more love towards her and the family as well. Like just yeah. absolutely amazing. You know, Adam's a great baby name for a boy. Did you know that? Well, I'm actually, uh, we're thinking about calling him George. Nice. Well, That's a strong name. I've got a middle name as George, my dad and my granddad as well. So there's a bit of family fam- trail That's in that cool. as well. No, yeah. I like that. So that's we haven't even discussed a girl's name yet because we're that adamant that it's going to be a boy. So <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. just focus on that no, as well. It's funny that you say that because I've got a gut feeling that my first child like is going to be a girl. Yeah. I don't know why because uh, my mom always wanted a girl. Yeah. And she ended up with two boys, and for some reason I just feel like that is going to pass through me and yeah. I'm gonna come up with a little uh, a little girl, but. I'd, oh, it's exciting. But, yeah, so in in terms of like what you would want, say, your child to grow up with a mindset of, mm-hmm. like, how do, how do you imagine 
your impact going to be on them, I'd say? I, th- I would follow the impact in terms of like what I'm doing now, really. Mm. would like to um, try and get them into um, outdoor activities, definitely within the cold water therapy in that respect. Nice. Uh, and just to appreciate and understand how valuable um, being outdoors is, connections with people, uh, making sure that you're, you're mindful of yourself, but also others around you, and just try and um, harness um, someone that's very thoughtful, yeah. caring, and that basically looks out for others as well. Nice. Um, and basically just rocks it oh mate yeah. I'm so buzzed for you man you're going to be such a great dad I'm I can already tell so happy. you're going to be out running in the sea with one of them harnesses on oh, <laughs> that's it we'll go hiking and get the van in the front oh, that's as well, so cool because it's like it's, I, th- I think when, when parents do such cool stuff and they yeah. get the kids involved from such a young age I feel like the child just is so much more confident yeah. so much more able to handle stuff than if they were like you know wrapped in bubble wrap and stuff absolutely. like that absolutely we're taking in front of TV and all that sort of stuff and like yeah. obviously I've experienced that as a younger kid and I know what negative impact you can have from just being in front mm. of the telly all the time so I think for us like we know um, like what we want to be able to create for us and I think because like we've got two people with such high energy mm-hmm. we're discussing like how they're going to look the hair colour the eye colour all that sort of stuff and like I've created this sort of envisage of what it's going to be mm-hmm. um, and then also you know like how we want them to be able to develop and be a good person on this earth as well yeah. which I think is really important No, well knowing you both I can't imagine that baby's going to turn out to be a little shit I yeah. think it's going to be the cutest little thing like, or as a boy or a girl it's yeah. going to be so cute and I think you're going to do amazing thank mate, you very so. much mate. amazing but uh, mate we are out of time for episode that's why I kind of wrap on uh, but mate um, I think that you and Sarah are honestly going to be the best parents I think the way you inspire people, the way you both have a very strong mindset, the way that your energy is. I just think, you know, I'm so excited to see what's next for yeah. you. So do we have any future plans for yourself? Is there anything that you're going to, that you've got booked in down the line, anything that you've got that you want to share with everyone? Uh, for the minute, I think really it's just uh, in terms of the running side of things, yeah. uh, me and one of my close mates want to try and tackle hundred K nice, and just hit that as a goal. Um, in that respect, I think that's the most, like, obviously I'm working on physique in the gym. Just continue yeah. work at that and see how far I can push that. Um, and are we going f- bulk or are we leaning? What's well, I'm way? leaning down at the minute to try and mm-hmm. get abs out and it's very difficult, but we're getting there. Um, uh, and then I think like work, work-wise, work obviously we've got a few different projects on. Try and push that to the point where um, I'm where comfortable enough like in terms of money mm-hmm. to be able to develop the family side of things as well. So we've also got goals in terms of developing the house and making sure that we can make sure that everybody's happy yeah. and that we've got it how we want it as well so it's just a case of just balancing those those out but obviously family's going to come first that's yeah. got to be the primary goal so um, yeah all exciting and like I say keep the balance between everything and it'll, it'll all work out yeah man. we need you both on here we need you and Sarah on like oh, a joint thing uh, there's a third microphone downstairs that I haven't tested out yet so that'll be good we'll fun that'll yeah be you guys can fun. be my first double act on here <laughs> be, it's fucking chaos I can imagine <laughs> it, it would be, just be chaos as well uh, it'd be but, good uh, yeah it'll be amazing mate so where can people follow you where can people find your journey like where yeah. are you on social media so I'm mainly on Instagram uh, so it's broads88 running man it's got like a little underscore on the 88 after the running man um, give us a follow see what you think I'm about if you want to connect drop us a message I'm more than happy to speak to anybody that wants to get any sort of insight into what I do if they need any guidance on anything or if they just want to drop a message just to show some support and obviously I'm more than happy to, to follow back in, in that respect as well and uh, push support back out 
but it works both ways basically absolutely mate absolutely well you're a massively inspiring dude and i'm so happy that you uh took the time to come on the podcast today, i appreciate mate. it so, but uh listen guys thank you very much for listening um as always go and give us a five star rating on spotify and apple music none of this four star bullshit because that just does nothing for us so uh until the next one guys check out all the other episodes on uh this podcast and i will see you all in the next one peace